0: Hello, welcome. Let me first start with a question. Assuming you listened to the previous podcast, what lens did I say I was going to use? Was it a political, religious, or capitalistic lens? Nope. As a certified odd duck, I said the lens that I was going to use is the internal group dynamics of problem solving under stressful situations. This assertion, Has three components or phrases. The first phrase, internal group dynamics, is what Professor Janice called psychology, and I call a head game. The second phrase is problem solving, which is often referred to as decision making. And the third phrase is stressful situations, which is fundamental to this entire podcast series, but just so happens to be the specific topic for today's episode. Hi. My name is Brad Bartholomew and welcome to the podcast, America's Worst Enemy, Our Divided Society. It's a pilot's guide to tools and techniques for safe landings. Referring to our specific topic today, here is an insight from my flying career. In the air, identifying the stress components is normally quite simple. Perhaps words of aviation wisdom best illustrates the environment which all seasoned pilots attest to. Flying involves endless hours of sheer boredom, punctuated by moments of stark terror. On the ground, however, in stressful problem-solving situations or making challenging decisions, the root cause of this intense emotion is not always obvious. Unfortunately. When we humans experience stressful situations on terra firma, we have several well-traveled mental off-ramps that can foolishly appear to relieve the pressure of the situation. The big three of these deceptive mental off-ramps are using denial, playing the blame game, or playing the victim. Hell, in our society today, it seems that any half-wit internet influencer, self-righteous spiritual leader or cowardly political figure can simultaneously use all three of these deceptive mental techniques while while using pithy catchphrases to make their crowds cheer and rile up monetary support from their gullible flocks none of these mental off-ramps are available to pilots in the air disregarding a deteriorating weather report as fake news, or ignoring decreasing fuel gauges by blaming management, or watching an oil gauge bounce around and denying that it will have any impact on the engine. This just does not happen. In the air, using any of these foolish ground-based mental off-ramps would never make a pilot emotionally feel better. Obviously, any of these incredibly stupid observations in the air would only amplify impending danger. Besides, after landing, there are always ample time for pilots to unmercifully bash management. Historically, most of these colorful pilot debriefs have often occurred in hotel bars. And just for the record, I really did enjoy my flying career. (laughs) You see, in the air... All pilots and crew members intuitively understand they are responsible for their actions and consequently they are always seeking a firm grasp of reality, which is always not so easy. In stressful situations, if pilots are to secure another safe landing, they must always summon their creative, flexible, problem-solving brains, not their combative denial brains We humans have two distinct brains, and this will be the subject of my next podcast episode. Now back to defining stress in the air and on the ground, and not surprisingly, I have identified three stress components. The first component is the environment's changing. Second, you have limited resources. And third, there aren't always good options. On the ground, All three of these root causes of stress can be sneaky in their initial appearance, but but the sooner you can recognize them, the more timely and more reliable the needed course correction will be. For most of us, and it's certainly true for groups of people, good recognition skills are enhanced by having an open mind, proper training, and learning from one's own mistakes. Here's an odd observation from my weird, lifelong fascination to better understand understand stressful situations. It seems to me that most people do not have difficulty in recognizing the first two components, the environment's changing and you have limited resources. It's the third component, when there aren't any good options, that mentally trips up many people, thus triggering them to reach for one of the emotional, mental off-ramps, denial, blame, or victim. Most people can recognize when the environment's changing or something has been miscalculated, thus causing the, plane to, the plan to falter. Most people or groups of people can also recognize when they have limited resources to handle ch- challenging situations. Two of the most obvious limited resources are time and money. But there are many other possible limiting root causes of stress, such as relationships, skill sets, or even a basic understanding of what's going on around them. The sooner the, a person can recognize the environment is changing or they possess a limited resources, the sooner they can engage their creative problem-solving brain. And this simple mental act of selecting their flexible brain will significantly enhance their chances of securing a safe landing. Still, I've observed in stressful situations, it's the third component. When you realize there are no good options, which often makes groups of people stumble, slow down or stop any meaningful forward progress. The overwhelming stress of a situation psychologically can trigger the group to mentally circle their wagons using their combative brains which halts forward progress and starts them looking to pick a fight. All this dysfunctional behavior enhances the danger of their situation and diminishes their chance of finding a safe landing. Often the most difficult thing for a group to grasp is the realization that their plan or their desired path is not going to happen today. Mentally, they cannot let go of what they want to happen and consequently they often never use their limited resources and mental energy to make a needed course correction toward what they need to have happen their thinking becomes rigid mentally they may double down when physically what they need to do is to turn away from danger emotionally they cannot publicly fathom that their shallow soundbite-driven logic, could be flawed. A, heath, a healthy, fulfilling, and happy life will always have its share of stressful situations. Some, are, some of us will even face severe situations that could prove life-threatening. The lessons learned from successfully navigating these challenging moments in our lives often first rest, rests on our ability to understand the differences between our wants and our needs, and secondarily, to mentally and physically make timely course corrections. However, there is good news from the worldwide profession of aviation. In most areas of the world, if you're sitting in the back of a commercial airplane, you can confidently assume that the pilots are properly trained, and if they are properly paying attention, I promise you. They will always intuitively choose a path leading toward a safe landing. Every time, no worries. This, however, does remind me of my personal snarky nature, which many other pilots seem to have possess. When walking through the airport in my captain's uniform, it was not uncommon for a panic, panic panic-looking parent who would stop me and urge me to be careful because their son or daughter was on my flight. I would pause, purposely look in their eyes, and in a solemn tone thank them, and then tell them I would be be careful today because my daughter's dad was also on the same airplane. (laughs) Okay, Uh, perhaps my wife's explanation of pure pilot motivation is more direct. Pilots don't want to die either, she would always remind everyone. The supreme focus, pilot focus, while at work, does not necessarily mean that you're going to arrive on time or you will even land at your desired destination. But still, securing a safe landing every friggin' time has real meaning in my profession. Ask the pa- passengers of U.S. Airways Flight 1549 what they think of their about their problem-solving skills of Captain Sullenberger which will also be the topic of a later podcast. Enough of this psychobabble. The tasks of this podcast are to deconstruct how it became divided as a nation and offer tools and techniques to end this civil gridlock. The purpose of this podcast is to encourage the millions of good, open-minded, moderate, liberal, and conservative Americans of our need to routinely come together and work together so we can make safe landings for our family and our country. Deconstructing the stress components today probably sheds some small mental insights and we Americans can accomplish these vital tasks tomorrow. But now, let's turn to the specific tool I offered at the end of the previous episode. At the end of the previous episode, I made a year-end statement and ask you, the listeners of this podcast, to just think about it. Here's the statement again. I said it's pathetic that 11 months from our presidential elections in America, that the citizens' only choices appear to be two white guys who will both serve as 80-year-olds if elected. As I'm finishing writing this podcast, the date is January 21st, 2024, and it appears America is trundling toward lockdown so that only one of two possible 80-year-old white guys can be inaugurated as President of the United States exactly one year from now. Um, well, perhaps speaking of inaugurations is presumptuous, since we recently seem to have had trouble mustering a peaceful trial transfer of power. And some people are already warning a bedlam if their side loses. Just think about it. Our two combative political factions and dueling metal media outlets, one year from a possible inauguration, are now emphatically urging us citizens to mentally capitulate and join in their choreographed march of two 80-year-old white guys. But not all of us Americans have become brainwashed or lured into the stupid bucket with foolish, dangerous rhetoric. Here's an article from the front page of yesterday's New York Times. The title reads, (laughs) (laughs) Voters gloomy over... over prospect of rematch. Biden versus Trump elicits denial and disbelief. I'll read the first three sentences. President Biden is cruising to the Democratic nomination. Former President Donald J. Trump could begin to wrap up his party's nod within days. America's response? This can't be real. Now I've stopped reading from the Times article. Absolutely, yes. We Americans are in an uncomfortable, stressful situation. But we do not have to willingly accept this denial and disbelief. Captain Sully never did. Not for a moment. Okay, back to my year-end statement, which I will repeat again. I think it's pathetic that 11 months from our presidential elections in America that the citizens' only choices appear to be two white guys who will both serve as 80-year-olds if elected. I'm sure by now you understand why I made this statement, but that does mean these exact words will roll off your tongue in a similar manner. If you embrace these same concerns or similar thoughts, please feel free to use my words or find the words that best represent your exact beliefs. Yes, it is a critical moment in American history, but it is almost 12 months before the presidential election. So today we do not have to accept some type, some mafia style logic that that says, the fix is in. We Americans who still do have critical thinking skills and who still have a grasp of reality and still can see where the civic chaos is leading us, We need to speak up now. I'm asking you. No, 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 no! I'm begging you. Please, please, get out of your personal comfort zone and start by saying out loud your own end of the year statement to family and friends. It it may not make you popular, but a society gripped by denial and disbelief cannot make safe landings. Let me give the last word to a wise mentoring friend of mine. I'm reading from my NIV Bible, Matthew chapter 12, verse 25. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined. And every city or household divided against itself will not stand. For now, safe landings, everyone.